it is not uncommon for people to identify with their experiences. You know, as children, we are curious. You know, we're happy, we're free, we're, we look up to our elders, to our peers, you know, people that are older than us. And we're just trying to figure out this, this world that we're in, this life. You know, joyful, just want to live. And then when something potentially traumatic, some something where somebody has projected pain on us, often we tend to identify with that pain instead of seeing that person in pain projecting their pain on us. And that was one of the things I was very fortunate to see as I was going through my experience with pain. As I was able, it was as if I wasn't gone from the situation. I was right there. And there was a window that opened up that allowed me to see that what that person was doing was not about me. They were so wrapped up in their pain that they were unable to see actually me in the experience. They were unable to see truly what they were doing. Because if we really saw and observed ourselves as ourselves, as our true selves, we would not want to project pain on others. But unfortunately, many people, when we experience events like that, are painful experiences, potentially painful projected pain on us, that we identify with it. And instead of the that being just an experience, it becomes the force or energy that navigates our lives. And we often will find ourselves in similar situations. And I believe part of that is our cry for help, our cry that somehow someone is going to see this this time and they're going to rescue us, right? Our our desire to understand why someone projects their pain, why someone projected their pain on me. So we can put ourselves in situations also too feeling unworthy, feeling like I deserved what happened, that is who I am, those are the kind of people I need to be around unconsciously as well as um, consciously. We are putting ourselves in the same situations, if you will. We're attracting those situations with us because there's something in us, something inside of us that is drawing that situation to us. And I know that's very hard to grasp sometimes for people, very hard. But if we live more of an awakened life and we really see that projection of pain is not about us, but is about the individual and their their way of coping with life, whether they were they learned it from from others, their parents, their grandparents. Uh, you know, we start getting into socialization. But when we when we hold on to identities that do not that are not us, elusive lifestyles, you know, we continue to be in the dark. We continue to have this fog around us, um, not allowing, we're, we're not allowing ourselves to see things as they truly are. 
we have made our own um, um, kind of creation, our own little way of seeing things. And often it's not the right way, especially if it leaves you in pain and continually suffering from the events and replays that are going over and over in your mind. You know, it's one thing to have a replay of a situation and to observe or it is something that you were supposed to learn from that situation, but it's another thing when it becomes a traumatic replay that um, anxiety, anger, frustration, it kind of overrules you instead of you mastering those emotions and feelings, instead of you being the observer of the experience, you're now actually in the experience and continually be in the experience. You know, my my children and I, we were watching, we watched uh, Trolls the other day, uh, about a couple of days ago. And uh, you probably know about Branch, you know, in the movie uh, play, played by Justin uh, Timberlake. And he he had blamed, he, he was the one that was like discolored from, from the rest of them. He was like a grayish color, grayish blue color. And um, eventually he tells his story of why he's so negative and, um, you know, um, just really not with the crowd. And it was because he had blamed himself for the troll capturing um, his grandmother and eventually, I guess, you know, eating her. But he was up on a mount, on something, a mound of some, some sort, and he was singing. And his grandmother saw the troll and she literally pushed him off and uh, to save him. And he fell down and he was able to see his grandmother being taken away by the troll. And that's when this 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 discoloration had pretty much overcome him. And so it 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 basically discolored everything that he saw. He he was pretty negative. He um, you talk about an anxious anxiety, um, and it's nothing to laugh about. But you talk about that he was that he was he was there. You know he was he was the one. He was the epitome of, you know, I'm wearing my pain that I had. I, I blame myself, and 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 I am that experience, and it was all because of me. And many of us are trapped in those kind of lifestyles where we're steady blaming ourselves. We, um, we look for reasons and sometimes unconsciously, unconsciously and consciously, we put ourselves in situations that continue um, to give us reasons to blame ourselves. We continue to give us reasons to say, okay, something's wrong with me. I allow that to happen. Something is wrong with me. And that was one of the things I dealt with, you know, um, periodically, you know, is, is there something wrong with me? Why did I allow that to happen? And when I think about the cycle of pain, I, I know that, and, and I do know from faith that things don't just happen. There is a, um, there's a reason for it. There's a divine reason. And I believe when we go through things and we overcome them, we are the ones that can help people do the same. We can point them in the direction of this is what I use. This is what I did. And maybe it can, it can help you, you know? Um, and so, and that's what I've, I've tried to do in my manuscript, uh, compass, um, out of the darkness into the wonderful light It's actually a Bible verse, uh, part of a Bible verse. Um, but I feel like that when we're in darkness, 
when we're covered in labels, you know, even when you think about mental health issues, you know, they said people that have gone through um, childhood sexual abuse, that they, um, they, they are at increased risk for chronic health diseases, you know, and, and I'd like to put on there, many of them are preventative chronic health con conditions, many of them. Um, and I think that that internal disharmony is part of the labeling, the identification with a potentially traumatic experience that is basically a slow death that occurs on the inside before it eventually occurs on the outside. And that's what I um, talk about in my, um, in my memoir. But the thing is, is that if, if we, I, I do believe, and I, and I know life is a process, you're not gonna get it all at once. And it is this continually, continual awakening that can occur. If we seek it, we shall find it. If we seek, my mom would tell us, if you, if you seek trouble, you'll find it. <laughs> and I do believe if we seek to be awakened, if we seek to see our experiences in a higher format, in a, in a higher way, in a more divine way, in a more spiritual way, in a more enlightened way, in a more healthier way, that we will find it. And often when we have spent years identifying with something, it's kind of hard to see that, you know, but it's through continually, you know, I, I choose to see wiser. I choose to see the truth. I choose to accept what happened to me, what I experienced. And when we put it in that format, I experience, you know, we all have experiences and our experiences are not meant to be our labels that we have for the rest of our lives. We are not anxiety. We are not anger. We are not pain. We are not diabetes. We are not heart disease. Um, because I believe that when we start taking on a diagnosis, you know, we continue to live more out of that diagnosis. You know, um, for years I was in um, discomfort and, um, you know, as a female and my brother said, Hey, some other people don't have that. And I had to say, Oh, they don't. And it was a mental concept that I had carried with me for a very long time. I mean, up until my twenties. And once I released that, I started feeling better. How we can just grab things through our lives and not even realize it until someone says something or some, we see something or we hear something and we basically um, take it in to hopefully fix our, our um, incorrect perception of data. Remembering Who You Are series is a one-woman show, <laughs> but it's about basically um, remembering that you are more than just a body, remembering that you are a divine spirit, remembering that, you know, when you think about your body and it's magnificent, how it continues to do the things it does, even when we take it through so much, how our, you know, with without, um, you know, any, hardly any conscious inv involvement that our heart beats, our digestive system digests, you know, we, we break down carbs, car uh, fats, proteins, automatically it does that. And we have to see that on a level, on a more spiritual level, that we are more than just this human body, that nothing, nothing, 
Nothing anyone does defines us. You know, we are we are too uh, magnificent. We are too beyond the human form, the the earthly element to be defined by our experiences. And you know, I I I think it's just a matter of really just seeking seeking the truth because that was one of the things I prayed for when I was a little girl. I I dropped down on my little shaggy multicolored carpet and I said, um, I prayed for the truth because it's so easy to get distracted by everything that we experience. Even just recently, me getting distracted by my daughter's teachers. <laughs> my daughter's teacher and just really feeling frustrated. And I had to understand that that was a distraction. And I had to understand that there is what my mother would always say, there's a just, a faithful God. And I do believe that when we choose to hurt others, we are not setting ourselves up for goodness. You know, we choose to do things that are um, out of spite, you know, they would say, or that are not in the best interest of someone that I often believe my mom would tell me that, you know, vengeance is not of ours. Um, and it, it says that many times in the Bible. And it also, I also believe that, you know, as people continue to make wrong decisions, their own decisions will hurt them more than it, it hurts the person that is, it is towards, you know, there's a Bible verse that says that, um, what you do to others, you have first done to yourself. So even taking that and thinking about your experience, your potentially traumatic experience, your, your experience, experiences that you've had with projection of pain, that they have they first did it to themselves. And so that is not of loving character. You know, someone who did not feel loved or did not love themselves projected pain on themselves first, and then they did it to you. And so this is not about a feel good podcast. This is more about a really, you know, being about truth, being about being the person that um, says that, no, I, I won't live like that. No, I will not continue to um, enable this cycle of pain that I am going to do different. I am going to teach my children, use every moment I can. I'm going to be there for them and support them and know that they can come and talk to me. I'm going to address bullying and any other issues that come immediately because of your belief that no one deserves to um, experience what you experience or anything similar to that. And that was one of the things I thought as a child. You know, I believe there is something that loves us, something great that created us and loves us and wants us there. And I think the more spiritually awakened we become, we, because it's a growing process, I think the more and more we'll realize that, that we're not alone and that everything that we go through has its own divine re reason. Everything that we go through, that we experience. And so our experiences are not in vain and we have the ability to rise above our circumstances. We have the ability to rise above our experiences. We have the ability to transcend them and not allow them to be a part of us. 
but to experience, to take the information that the experience, um, just like when Super Mario Brothers and he, you know, he jump over stuff and these coins, these treasures start uh, <laughs> popping out. That's kind of how I see the experience. That as we go through experiences, we have these treasures that pop out and that we we collect them. And they help us to navigate our earthly journey. They help us to spread, um, to, to be the light for others, you know, um, to um, help with knowledge and, and wisdom and understanding. And, and um, I just think life is just so precious. I really do. Um, as a child, um, as an adult, as a parent, um, life is precious. And, you know, we do the best that we can. And so remembering who you are is about really getting back to the essence of your of you, the, the spiritual component of you, the one that is really, really, really here to um, to love despite the experiences that you go through. So I haven't experienced what you have. I know I've, many of the principles I have gone through, many of the concepts of, you know, um, the, the emotions, anger, shame, blame, guilt, um, as well as feeling um, betrayed, you know, confusion. Many of those things we all go through, we all experience at some point in our lives, more than once sometimes. But it's about getting through that um, with the truth that resides in all of us. And um, that's how you remember who you are. You seek it. You seek the wisdom inside of you, your heart, your mind. And you take yourself out of that experience. And you, you, you try to become more of an observer to remind yourself, I am not this experience. Anytime you feel like you're getting into it and you're getting involved and all these emotions are coming out, we have to take a step back and say, I'm, I'm not, I'm not the experience. There's something I need to get out of here. There's something and whatever it is that I need, really need to get through the, this experience, I will have. That it doesn't define me. And I think, man, you know, how, how powerful that is to live a life like that, where you don't feel defined by it and you're solely focused on what it is you're here to do. And you're enjoying the moments to, to be enjoyed with family, with friends, um, just really, you know, um, serving the world. So this is Tamika Chambers with Create a Generational Love Cycle. And it's about, you know, just really centering around breaking the, um, changing the thoughts, dismantling the thoughts that created the cycle of pain. And I've, I've, you know, defined pain on so many levels. It's the greed, it's the dominion of others, um, the projected pain, the, you know, um, the comparison, all of those things that basically, you know, it's like a big conglomerate <laughs> of, of stuff that just kind of um, hangs over every person, family, and, and it's a choice that we can either allow it to come in to our internal dwelling or we can uh, we can say no you know what you can stay out there because i know i i can do different i deserve to do different i deserve the best and i will be the best 
So until next time, Tamika Chambers with Create a Generational Love Cycle. Remember, today is also Friday, too. What stuff do you need to get rid of before Monday comes? Monday is when they say people are at high risk for cardiac events, heart events, heart attack, high blood pressure episodes, you name it. And I've always said that you don't have to be a statistic. You choose who you want to be. You have every right to do so. You, you have it within your power to do as much as you can to keep to preserve the body that you have, which is the vehicle for your divine message.